Which of the following statements sums up how you feel when it comes to creating content for social media? I need to be more active on Instagram or YouTube or whatever the platform is, but I don't have time. Or maybe you're thinking, I need to post more, but I have no idea what to post at all. And maybe you're also having the thought, I know my brand would grow if I had a social media strategy in place, but where do I even start with that? And I see a lot of social media experts telling people that these are all just excuses, that you're just making excuses for not putting out content, for not being active on social media. But if you've had any of those thoughts that I just mentioned up top and you've heard yourself kind of saying that internally or out loud, here's what I think. I don't think they're excuses. I think these are just your really honest friction points. These are your hangups. This is the sticking spot. This is the thing that is your, it's what you're stuck on, right? And here's the fact. Excuses are just silly reasons why someone is stubborn to change. Whereas friction points are the honest unveiling of one's challenges. And listen, I totally feel you. There are a lot of friction points for people that are trying to post on on social media or want to but don't know where to start. That there's just so many there's so much confusion around it. There's all of the different platforms that you could be on. There's the different content types. Then you're thinking about, okay, when am I supposed to post? What about hashtag strategy? Or for YouTube, I got to get my thumbnails perfect. And so obviously we can just go into this this really stressed out space of like there's so many things I got to figure out that it's hard to really even get started. And the fact is content is hard. Keeping up with the never-ending refresh of the social media feed is a drag. You spend all this time to put something out and then people just kind of do that half swipe down to refresh their feed and you're gone. And all of that work is gone or so it seems and that's what it feels like. It's a drag if you don't have some of the first pieces in place. And that's what we're talking about today. Because here's the thing, content is also easy. So it can be whatever you make it to be. It can be really hard if you let it be, or we can make it really easy by understanding some of the fundamentals and putting in like applying some framework, some different, some things that work that people are, are doing that help them create content on a consistent basis. It's kind of like putting together like an 1,000-piece puzzle or 500-piece puzzle, you know, the big puzzles that are just like overwhelming to look at, which is something that my dad, for whatever reason, he finds it really fun and therapeutic. I will catch him every now and again just like I'll go over to his house and he's got the uh, dining room table just flooded with puzzle pieces. In fact, I think for his birthday or Father's Day, Uh, Last year, we got him like a puzzle mat so he can like roll it all up and like tuck it away because these things take a long time. And so like you don't lose all your pieces, yada, yada, yada. But I kind of think of this whole content thing kind of like a huge jigsaw puzzle. There's a way that you can make solving the puzzle or creating the content easier. In the puzzle analogy or the example of a puzzle, one, one strategy is that you work the border first. You find all of your edge pieces. You start to put the frame together. And once you put that frame together, 
the other pieces kind of start to find their place. You start matching colors and start to kind of just put them in random sections or kind of categorize them that way. And then it becomes easier and you work your way from the outside in. So within regards to creating social media content, what are the first pieces to prioritize when trying to put out content that supports the direction of your brand? And there is something that every single piece of content that's ever been created, there's something that they all have in common. And when you find out, you're either going to be really annoyed with me and be like, dude, that was the most stupidly obvious thing you've ever said, or you'll begin to see how easy social content creation actually is. So think to yourself, what is it that all content has in common? Because there is one thing. Every piece of content ever created in the past and into the forever future starts in the same spot, your brain. It starts there as a thought or an idea. Content stems from the documentation of one's thinking. And what I want to do today is break down some frameworks, some things that will help you start generating an endless stream of content ideas, right? (laughs) It's pretty obvious. I'm reading through my notes here. I had a a really stupid dad joke um, in the email version of this that I don't think would translate very well here on the podcast or the video. So I'll just skip over that. And if you like the dad jokes uh, and some of the, my corny humor, you can also uh, subscribe to the email version of this at evanshank.com. Just drop your email and your first name in there and you'll start receiving these in your inbox every single Monday morning. But anyway, Continuing on, you may not know what to post. You may not know where to post. You may not know why you should post. You may not have the time to make stuff to post. You may not have the bandwidth to develop a system for posting. You might not have enough reason to even begin. But for us to keep this practical, I'm not going to try to pitch you on why you should be creating and posting content for your business or your personal brand but I am going to help you lighten the mental burden that plagues many of us, many of us, which is what the hell am I supposed to post and how do I keep up with it over time? Okay. So I've been doing a lot of prefacing. Here's the three steps. This is where you're going to probably roll your eyes and say, it's too simple. The three step plan to endless amounts of content goes like this. Number one, generate ideas or useful thoughts. Number two, write them down. And number three, carve that stuff that you write down into content. There's this guy, he's young, uh, and I, I put a screenshot of, uh, of a tweet of his on the email version of this, and it's in the blog as well at evanshank.com, but a guy named Jay Yang, and he kind of says, he's got this kind of cool thing where he says, idea turns into content, and then you publish that, and then you repeat, and that's what we call content adders. That's how you add content to the infrastructure of what you're putting out there. Whereas content multipliers, I just thought this was interesting, is idea, content, then you multiply the content, then you publish, and then you repeat. And so the only difference there is that the word multiply. So yes, we can create content and generate ideas that could turn into content, but the game is how do we get massive amounts of content? And I'm going to tell you why that's important and kind of give you a little bit of an encouragement here towards the end of today's episode that kind of speaks to this. But Jay Yang, make sure you go out there and follow him. Um, 
and we'll see uh we'll see what else comes there's a lot of people in this space that have put out a lot of really good information and i want to start highlighting the stuff that i'm seeing online that helps me generate new ideas and kind of keeps me motivated and excited and just fresh perspective on things but here's the thing we need to in order to make content we have to generate useful thoughts and ideas and i don't want to assume too much here about you but i'd beg i i would imagine that you are pretty full of thoughts in fact i did a little bit of googling cuz i just got curious research su- research suggests that the average person can have anywhere from 50,000 to 80,000 thoughts per day. I know. That's a lot of thinking. And the nature of thoughts obviously can range from conscious thinking, problem solving, decision making, daydreaming, internal dialogue, and more. And not all thoughts are explicitly remembered or fully processed. But nonetheless, our mind is doing this 50 to 80,000 times a day. And for people in the, the boat of one-person businesses, um, entrepreneurial-minded people, we got a lot of thoughts going on, especially if you're a creative type of person. The mind is continuously active, and thoughts can arise and fade quickly throughout the day. We're constantly churning out thoughts, ideas, and processing feelings. And every piece of content ever created in the past and into the forever future starts in the same spot, which is your brain as a thought or an idea, to repeat that point. Another guy that I linked a screenshot of something he had posted on Twitter as well. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'll try. Soheb Al-Badawi. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. (laughs) But... He has kind of like this, he says in his tweet, you can't come up with new content ideas, try these things. Hit the gym, take a walk, take a drive, call an old friend, play a video game, create sketches in your notebook. Ideas are created at the back of your head. And I really like how he says that because it definitely solidifies the fact that thoughts is the beginning of any content. So you want to start putting out content, you want to start understanding content and getting a system in place You have to prime yourself to be able to leverage the thoughts that you're having. But here's the next sticking point. Not every thought is useful for content, you know? And I've recently, I've been writing these weekly email podcast blog entries for almost a year at this point, and I did not learn this lesson soon enough. For instance, I thought that I should be, when I got started, I thought that I should be just putting out content on a wide variety of things aimed at a very wide pool of people, of people in the solopreneur space. And so what I was doing, because I was kind of all over the place, I was stressing myself out about what I'm supposed to write next. Am I supposed to do something that's deep into the mindset of, um, you know, like just that's more like philosophical and mindset driven or should I do something on like three tips to help freelancers boost their income or should I be writing about ways that you can monetize yourself as a new creator Um, and it's what happened there is because I felt like I had to create content and talk on topics on such a wide spectrum it only not only made it hard for me to know what to write about next even though you'd think oh well that gives you more options right well sometimes more options makes it harder And what it does too is you're sabotaging yourself 
because you start to confuse the few people that are in your audience. You start to confuse them as to what you're doing with your content and your brand. That was the case for me, and I'm still kind of working my way out of that mess and being more refined in the topics that I talk on so that we can build an audience and a brand that is around the things that I can provide value in and the things that I enjoy speaking on and building products around and having conversations on, right? So try this to avoid the stupid mistakes of my past, and it's going to be simple. Think inside the box. And so when I say think inside of the box, it's kind of contrary into the whole phrase that we hear all the time, think outside the box. Stop thinking outside the box, think think inside the box, because with restraints comes freedom, believe it or not, in the sense of now you're not trying to come up with ideas in a million different ways and a million different places. You're refining down to some specific things. So in this box, think about like in one quadrant of the box, what am I known for or what do I want to be known for? Then also think about what do people struggle with related to this topic? That would be another quadrant. And I have a visualization on the blog at evanshank.com. That would be the article is Eminem number 44. Um, or sign up for the email newsletter. Just another shameless plug there. And you'll receive these, these types of entries every single Monday morning straight to your inbox. So this visualization, we've got those two quadrants of thinking inside of the box. What do, what do we want to be known for or what are we known for? And what do people struggle with related to that topic? And then in another quadrant, what do other professionals in this space create content on? So other people that are in your niche that are a few chapters ahead of you in their one-person business journey, what are they making content on? What are they talking about? How are they framing it? And then the fourth quadrant is ask yourself, how have I solved this problem for myself or for other people in the past. You know, when I got started into the creator space, which I'm still relatively new in this whole realm, it started, I came over here from originally being a email marketing freelancer, which I still have some freelance clients. And that's what kind of helps me pay the bills. And it's something that I'm kind of, I've got my feet in both camps. I'm, I'm in the freelancing service-based business side of one person business arena And then I'm also in the creator side and kind of developing some infrastructure around that, some systems behind that, and some monetization options uh, for myself, streams over there as well. So in that fourth quadrant, how have I solved this problem for myself or for people in the past? It's easy for me to, like if I want to talk on email marketing, I can talk about how I've helped clients in the past struggle with these problems. And I can think through what were the common sticking points, the common friction points for these clients that ended up hiring me. And we were solving those problems by me being on the team, right? So think inside the box. With inside the box thinking, we're not trying to come up with a ton of different topics to talk on. We're trying to hone in on like one to three topics that we can attack at many different angles. So think about it this way. Don't go wide, go deep. And don't think, reinventing. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just look at it creatively. Look at the wheel and reverse engineer it. And I know that sounds very abstract, but don't think that you have to start from a blank page every single time and write something that has nothing to do with other stuff that that you've written in the past. Look at how you can say the same thing from a different angle. 
or when it comes to content, which we'll get into this in a, in a future episode, how can you take the same you know paragraph worth of information that was maybe in your blog and turn that into five different pieces of content? Well, maybe you, you write it in a more of a story format um, that's your personal experience. Maybe you write it in a way that ha- is like a contrarian thought or a hot take or an unpopular opinion, however you want to call it. Maybe you make a list out of it. Maybe you do a single image. Maybe you do a talking head style um, Instagram reel, like the ones that I repurpose out of these episodes. So you can you don't have to reinvent the wheel and you don't have to start from scratch. Pick up where someone left off. Just kind of like I've already mentioned in this entry a few times, like I'm I'm reaching I'm talking about what other people in this space have have mentioned, you know, I'm taking screenshots of other people's tweets or LinkedIn posts or whatever content it was that's synonymous and supportive of what we're talking about here so that you can see this is not just Evan's random opinion and that you should listen to what Evan is saying. I just want to, you know, I want to be able to use what other people are posting that kind of gives it the gives the same message but from a different perspective or a different angle. So that's one example of picking up where someone left off. You don't have to start from scratch. And just remember too, in the in the whole game of social media content, this is an encourage, encouragement for you, is the 1% rule or what I'm calling the 1% rule. Because the end game of social content marketing, it isn't to blow people's minds with something revolutionary every single time you post which was a huge problem for me. I felt like I just had to do something that was like a huge paradigm shift moment for people every time I hit post or upload. And that is, <laughs> you are leading yourself into the depths of stress if that's what you think you need to have in order to be for something to be post-worthy. In fact, the goal of social content is really just to simply give a tiny nugget of value. You think about how you are with social media, um, regardless of the platform, you're taking in like multiple pieces of content within every 30 seconds or minute, especially if you're in like a vertical swipe feed type of thing. Unless you're watching a longer YouTube video or uh, listening to a podcast that's a little bit longer, whatever that may be, the, the long form stuff, unless you're watching that stuff, you're seeing a bunch of different pieces of content like second by second. You know, because we're just going through the feed. We all do that. So it's not about trying to do something so crazy huge and so transformational with every single post. We just want to give a tiny nugget of value. But the word value, I think, has just been used so much now that it's almost an eye-rolling term like, oh, I'm just here to give value. Oh, I'm just creating value. I think the intent is really nice, but I think we there's a lot of people that have are misrepresenting and misunderstanding what the word value means. And so from my perspective, without giving a definition of value, I think value can come in multiple forms. Value can be entertainment. Like say you're on your lunch break and you're eating some food and you're you know you're going through TikTok and you know the the cool dances or the funny skits or whatever it may be it's entertainment and that was valuable to you because that's what you kind of wanted you weren't like looking to learn a new solution to like all the world's problems while you're on your lunch break you just wanted to be entertained so that's valuable right or it can be a thought provoking idea some people go to twitter for this you know and they see some really cool um, ideas 
in concepts that are being shared in a way that just stokes new thoughts and ideas for yourself. That's valuable. Or what about a well-stated summary or solution to a complex idea? Um, I'm trying to remember exactly what they call it, but there's a whole YouTube channel um, and some other channels on different platforms too that put out like they basically, what do they call it? It's like you basically phrasing complex things so that a five-year-old can understand it. Um, well, like speak to me like I'm a five-year-old and like, how would you explain um, like, I don't even neurophysics is neurophysics a thing. <laughs> See, I would need the five-year-old def, uh, explanation of that to even, I don't know why that was the first fancy word that came to my mind, but that's the one we're going with. So that would be valuable when you're able to break down something in a very concise, easy to digest way that helps somebody understand a complex topic, right? That's valuable. Or maybe it's just a different angle to a common perspective. You know, like um, I did uh, an Eminem uh, entry of several weeks back, maybe a couple months ago. I can't <laughs> time. Time is fleeting, man. I don't know. We're doing these every single week, so I don't have them all in order. But I did this one where I was talking about regret and you know, you hear the term no regrets all the time. And I basically was like, listen, that's ridiculous. Like, yeah, you don't want to try to do regrettable things. Like you're not trying to set yourself up to live a life that's full of regrets, but don't shame yourself for having regrets. I have a mountain of them, you know, and that entry, that episode, I went deep into why that's damaging. And, um, that was kind of my angle to what is a common perspective or a common phrase that you hear all the time. So that's value, you know, that's, that's insightful in a way. And then, you know, the other way that you can create value in your content is anything that saves somebody time, saves somebody, saves somebody some energy or even saves them money tips that fall into that time, energy or money saving arena. That stuff makes your audience's life like, at least 1% better, you know, or makes it 1% easier. And that is really valuable because anything to make our life feel better, to feel less stressful and more enjoyable and more fulfilling, that's the life that we're all chasing. We're just all going about it different ways. And those are just some a few ideas to get your wheel turning, wheels turning. So value comes in the form of a lot of different things. So take the pressure off of yourself. You do not have to make something insanely spectacular in order to have post-worthy content. And yes, you may follow some accounts that seem to put out banger content pretty much every single time that they post, but that's because they've honed their craft. That's because they've, they've tried new things and they've posted consistently over time. You sharpen your sword by swinging the thing, by getting used to it, like by understanding the platforms, by understanding the, the algorithm by being active in those spaces. But where did all of this content originate? To bring it back to the main point of today, all of this great content starts in somebody's mind as a thought or an idea. So use this mental framework to start cranking out endless content-worthy ideas. One, always think with your audience in mind. Number two, Think inside the box. And number three, think with a simple value-based approach, that 1% rule that we were just talking about. And here's the thing. 
we have more steps to this process. I didn't just all of a sudden release everything that's going to make you have all sorts of content all the time. We really just talked about how to frame our thoughts in a way that can be content worthy. Okay, so then the very next step, the very next logical step is writing down these thoughts and ideas in a way that makes it easy to build endless amounts of valuable content for your brand. And if you get the hang of it, which is not really that hard at all, you'll be able to build, you'll be able to leverage your social content to build your audience, make new connections, make more money, and have something of actual value that will sustain you for long into the future. So if you're not subscribed to the newsletter yet, please do so to make sure you get the rest of this content creation system. This whole, um, it's kind of like a micro series. I actually was going to put everything into this one entry for this week. And I realized there's basically three primary parts to it. And we kind of mentioned it kind of towards the top, but we've got generating useful ideas. And then in the next entry or in one of the soon coming entries, we're going to talk about the best way to actually document your thoughts, a productive way and some tactical like systems that you can build that are very simple, but will help you actually capture these thoughts so they're not fleeting, you know, because that's what happens to us all the time. You have a great idea and you're like, oh, I'm going to write that down. And then by the time you get home, you're like, I don't remember that thought at all. We have to capture them while we have them. So that's the next element. And then the stuff that we have captured and we have in our system or in our notepad or database of ideas now it's start time to talk more like how do we actually make that idea into content where we start talking about the different ways, the different types of content, the different formats of content and where this all fits into your strategy so you can ultimately live your best life by building a business that supports you on your goal towards autonomy, towards financial freedom, time freedom, time to spend with your family, the money to take them on vacations. And those are the examples that popped to my head because that's my dream. That's my dream life. And it's through one person business ownership in the digital space that I'm doing that for myself in real time, trying to share information with you and document document my journey along the way too. This is gonna be really cool to have in retrospect for me as I continue to just get get older and older and the beard starts to turn gray. It's gonna be super cool to have this out there and I wanted to be able to provide you some value between now and then as well. So we're all chasing our dream life. Thank you for being here. And until next time, peace.